Kimberley Kaleidoscope We woke early to warm darkness and joined our fellow passengers for an early breakfast as the high cliffs of Steep Island were gradually revealed in the growing light. The island looks like a loaf of bread thrown out into the bay. We were anchored just off Raft Point, between Steep Island and the red cliffs of the mainland, which are fringed by green mangroves, bordering a small semicircular beach. The vista brought to life a slide Mike Cusack had shown us the night before, while talking about the early Aboriginal occupation of the area. The fragrant aroma of bacon and eggs reminded us of another association with Tucker at this beautiful place. Apparently, Steep Island was used as a place of initiation for boys. Their mothers and relatives used to feed them by putting food on wooden rafts and pushing them out for tides and currents to take to the island. The early start was needed to take advantage of the cool part of the morning for our climb up behind the beach at Raft Point into the hills to see a superb rock gallery of Aboriginal paintings, not often visited because of its isolated location. The climb was steep, up a roughly delineated track, winding through stunted gums, struggling for survival in the stony Kimberley ground, but providing weird and wonderful sculptured shapes. An occasional boab tree added to the surreal surrounds, with its bloated, bottle-shaped trunk and bare upper branches clawing at the sky. There wasn't much chatter among the climbers, as most of us were fighting for breath. Everyone was determined to get to the caves, high on the ridge above us. Pushing through the scrub and long grass, we approached an overhang, and were completely unprepared for the magnificence of the gallery that was suddenly revealed on the roof and walls of a large cave about four metres up the cliff face. A shiver ran up my spine, as I saw for the first time, other than in photographs, the great white Wanjana spirit figures, outlined in red ochre, drawn on the rock surfaces two and three times larger than human scale. The heads of the Wanjana figures are surrounded by added rings of white ochre, which were said by the controversial Swiss-born author Eric von Daniken in his book Chariots of the Gods to represent space helmets and therefore to be clear evidence of earthly visits by aliens. Had he bothered to ask the Kimberley Aborigines or research what anthropologists and rock art experts have written about their beliefs, he might have spared us his UFO-related nonsense. Aborigines believed the Wanjanas were ancestral beings, makers of the land, sea and human beings, and also spirits of the clouds. They controlled the weather, hence the halo of clouds around their heads. When each Wanjana came to the end of his time on earth, Kimberley Aborigines believed, he was transformed into a painting which also embodied his actual spirit. To be in the presence of the Wanjanas in a setting like Raft Point was a profoundly moving experience. People in our party instinctively spoke in hushed voices, as they might have done if they'd been in a cathedral or church, which, in Aboriginal terms, we were. Wanjana faces have eyes and noses but no mouths. Aboriginal mythology provided a perfectly reasonable explanation for this. Wanjanas embody the rain as well as thunder and lightning. If they had mouths, they would release unrelenting rain onto the land. In essence, the Wanjanas are all-powerful, controlling the fertility of humans, animals, and the regeneration of all life through their mastery of the seasons, storms, and the spirit world. 
Some of the wanjinas in the cave had bodies, others were just heads, a common depiction I was to find out as we visited more rock art sites. They were also surrounded by animals, big dugong-like creatures, but with wanjina-style heads and fish. We also saw what appeared to be older drawings in darker red, depicting slender human figures or squid-like creatures, which in many instances had been painted over by the artists who had created the spectacular wanjinas. It was my first glimpse of the mysterious Bradshaw paintings, considerably older than the wanjina art, and named after the explorer Joseph Bradshaw, who first discovered them in 1891. Both Wanjina and Bradshaw rock paintings are unique to the Kimberley, but utterly different in style and appearance.